hey, this is Shane Brody. This is my uh, public affairs show, and I'm out here at the outside the Carlson Center. And uh, Black Gold Transport has a giant truck out here on Safety Day. Children's Safety Day. Youth Safety Day. Uh, what is it called? It's called Youth Safety Day. Yeah. Sponsored by Ken Ross. And I'm here with uh, some protesters, and I'm going to ask them about their signs and why they're out here today. Hey, my sign says, keep kids safe, scrap the ore haul. This plan is going to kill children. And I find that extremely upsetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worrisome because there's so many bus stops along the route. More than a hundred bus stops along this route. To their credit, Ken Ross has, we understand, agreed to reduce the number of trucks. But these are 100 feet long. They weigh 85 tons. It, it cannot be safe. These are these trucks are have never been seen before. They did not exist before Ken Ross had them built. Yeah, I'm out here and I'm just amazed at how extraordinarily long this is. And it's going to be on a two-way highway for most of it. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. One of the more important factors is that DOT is agreeing to pay for the improvements on the highway to try to accommodate these trucks. Mm. So that's the public's money. The- Absolutely, it's the public's money. Yeah. All the bridges, the, the Johnson River, the Gerstle River, and the Robertson River all have to be replaced because they were built in the 50s. And that's not going to happen by 2024 when these trucks start hauling or from Mancho. So there's going to be extremely heavy trucks on old bridges. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Not to mention the roundabouts. These, I mean, how does a hundred foot truck negotiate the roundabouts that have just been built? Right. All I mean, just regular pickup trucks have a tr- have trouble with them. I mean, honestly. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Good point. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Shane. He's interested in what y'all have to say. Oh, we spoke. You already did? Oh. Yeah, it's going to be, somebody's going to get killed. And motorcycle riders, they won't have a chance out there. Yeah, I see you have a, a, a leather jacket there. I do. I My truck's sitting over here. So, yes, um, I'm against it totally. Yep, total insanity. Yeah. Not much room on the roads when the giant no. truck is there. No. How could, how could you pass something like this? Okay, yeah. yeah. You'd never be able to pass it, especially on a two-lane. Right. Yep. <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank you. Insanity. I-N-S-A-N-I-T-Y. Insane. Why do you think that, sir? Just look. Just look. Okay, I'll tell you why I think that. Everybody is allowed to use the highways. That's personal use. The people that deliver groceries to our supermarket or haul stuff up from Anchorage in their semis, that's commercial use. This is not commercial use. This is industrial use. End of quote. Thank you, sir. What do you want me to ask? Uh, so why are you out here today, and what do you think about the threat of being uh, trespassed? Um, I have to, unfortunately, get close to you. Yeah, I just want to step out of the okay. road. Um, 
You know, the threat of being trespassed is neither here nor there personally for me. I came because I saw that this was, the truck was going to be here. I've been really concerned about the transporting of the ore from Ken Ross from Tutland to um, Fort Knox. And I really just felt strongly to create an image of the body under the tire. And I, I saw you laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just wanted to, to, I, I felt moved as a performative um, expression that I needed to, to make that shape and be mm-hmm. present and make that image visible um, because it just became so resonant in my mind. So that's what I did. So I lay down for an hour under the tire, wore red. And um, I had other folks join me at different times, and that felt really nice to have some solidarity. And it wasn't a planned staged event. It was um, just sort of spontaneous that other people participated. So, yeah, but I was um, asked to leave, and I wasn't ready to be arrested for this moment. But, um, you know, I think we have work to do. And the work will continue to happen. And I think that this was a great showing of our community to come together and really be present and conscientious of the concern that we all have and are sharing at this moment. And how do you stand up against the engines of um, economic uh, exploitation? Thank you so much. Yeah. You know, when I, I had this image in my mind of lying around the tire in a fetal position, and when I did it, it was really powerful and really moving and frightening to be under there. And I really hope that these drivers know how fragile human life is. And... Um, and that they're taking not only their lives, but our community's lives in their hand. And we have to have a lot of faith and trust that they can manage all the conditions and the circumstances of the unknowns. Um, and it's just statistics. It's just math. When we have this many trucks transporting this much ore these many days on these road conditions of the Arctic, we're statistically going to have a problem. And it was very emotional to lie down and know that that's, it's just a matter of time. If, if this ore haul goes through, Fairbanks will become an industrial hauling center and we'll lose our golden heart. It'll be a sad time for our community. Whatever you think about uh, the mine down there, Seems to me the original plan said they could make lots of money by having a mill down there. So I see absolutely no reason to use the state of Alaska facilities, the roads, the bridges, to haul ore all the way up here. It's crazy. My name is Patrice Lee. Um, I'm coordinator of Citizens for Clean Air, but I'm here as a citizen today. And the idea that First and foremost, the borough would agree with Kinross in trespassing citizens who are stalwart members and any member of our community uh, supporting the safety of our children by opposing the ore hall is unconscionable. Um, I think the borough and Kinross will have much to answer for, and it does nothing to improve any kind of public support for their ore hall or for the mining project.
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the great irony of this whole day is this is a children's safety day. And here these guys are going to be hauling, you know, 80 tons, 85 tons of ore right through our town with these trucks that are 95 feet long. And uh, what a joke. I mean, it's, it's just inevitable there's going to be tragedy in the winter with the ice. Uh, these trucks are going to be going every 15 minutes, day and night, for decades. I've collected 50 signatures for, uh, for the petition against the ore hauling. And part of the situation, it is going to be in my backyard. I live very close to the uh, China Hot Springs roundabouts. But it's not just my backyard. People are going to die, I believe, that death is part of Kinross's business plan, and that is the bottom line. People will die. So why, okay. why are you here today? I'm here today because I was born in Fairbanks, and I love this town the way it is, and I don't want to see it become a uh, gold camp. I want it a good, safe place for families to live here, and I don't want them to move out. Yeah. Yeah. I drive that road a lot in the winter, especially, and the, the snow tornadoes that trucks put up is scary as heck. If, if nobody's done it, they ought to try it because you're, you could be blind for 10 to 20 seconds, not knowing if there's more traffic about to rear end you or traffic coming straight at you or if there's a cliff on the side of the road that you're about to drive over. That's, that's a giant concern of mine. Yeah, and uh, perhaps the added pollution at the breakdown yard out in Fox. Yeah, and I think that I think that might have a, a big uh, a big impact on Goldstream Valley. It might might put us all into the non-attainment area out there. You're talking about when they actually offload? No, I'm talking about when they go from a double trailer to a single trailer. Okay. Yeah. To yeah. get up the hill. To get up the hill. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, these are so heavy that they have to do that. that that's my understanding. I'm not a truck driver. I, yeah. don't, I don't know that for sure. Interesting. Yeah, but that's that's what I think I've heard from Ken Ross is that they'll break the trailer apart so they go up with a single trailer. Mm. But you'd have to confirm that with them. Yeah. <laughs> they, some, they don't want to talk to me. <laughs> these, these big guys, they walked right away from me. This is an event featuring safety for kids, and I think a big thing for about safety it's interesting that they would bring in this truck, which seems like an opposite thing. This is, there's the issue of safety with these trucks on the highway and school bus stops and people in small cars trying to maneuver. And it's just outrageous to me that that this is being allowed. Mm. I just heard that this is the only state in the union that would allow this on the roads. Every mm. other state, this would be illegal. Right. Yeah, this is a new kind of truck. Yeah, they just designed it for this project, and it should not be allowed. <laughs> it, it should be illegal. Um, and I also heard that there's money for a railroad that Lisa Murkowski has allocated for forty-four million dollars mm. for extending the railroad. Railroad railroads are built for heavy loads, not right. the roads. Our roads are not. Right. Yeah, they carry coal all the time. The railroads, the railroads do. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it seems like. That would make a certain amount of sense. And there's no urgency to transporting gold. I mean, gold is not an essential es mineral. essential mineral. Yeah. And anyway, the whole thing just seems really 
outrageous and um, I, I don't even see a positive side of it. <laughs> and, and the other thing I was thinking about was the drivers. How many drivers are they hiring to drive all these trucks? And I just read some companies shut down because they couldn't find enough drivers. Mm. Now, and and they're, ha- they're having a hard time finding school bus drivers. That's right. Every day I see so, ads yeah. for that, yeah. for so, the school bus drivers. But they're, that's just how many people is that involved? And will these drivers know anything about driving on Alaska roads? Right. Um, anyway, it's just, it's a safety issue for sure. Yeah. I mean, that today, that's what I'm focusing on. Uh, I think it's an and all, I mean, think about the economic issue too. Is that the fact that Alaska doesn't benefit from this at all? Mm-hmm. You know, our 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 federal taxes are going to pay for it, and it's a Canadian company, and they're benefiting from it, but we don't get anything from it. So anyway, that's my <laughs> that's what I have to say. Great. Thank you very much. Okay. Hello, first, identify myself. I'm John Collette, long-term Fairbankson, and I'm here to look at this truck to see whether this truck will fit with our roads. Mm. And having seen it, and all these axles, 16 axles, it won't fit on our roads. There is no way if you're coming, maybe coming from, uh, let's say, between Harding Lake and Birch Lake, curvy roads, rivers on one side, snowing, blowing snow, you could never get past this thing until it's stopped. And there's no way to stop it until you get to way past Harding Lake coming from Delta. So you'd be following this thing at 30 miles an hour for about 25 miles, minimum. And then you can maybe pass them. But apart from that, a lot of frustrated people who were really delayed, in including school buses, ambulances, you know, cops trying to get someplace. So there's no way that we can maintain a schedule in a winter time with this thing on the road for all those important things. I mean, that's all I got to say. Thank you. We drive up and down the Alaska Highway quite frequently. And it's already a challenge to drive that road without having to deal with trucks. How often are they going to be? Frequently. Uh, yeah, very frequently. Yeah. It's like every 15 minutes. Yeah. So that concerns us for safety on that road with, with the, all the motorhomes, the motorcycles, bicyclists. Mm. I think it could be a real safety issue. Yeah, you know, I try to make sense of this. And the, the word that came to mind is not Darth Vader, but Death and Vader with this big old black truck and... And uh, Star Wars, and if you look at the uh, intergalactic speed of the reproduction of machines at this time in our development, they've taken technology that used to be horsepower by a horse to repeating simple technology and creating a machine that has horsepower beyond our intuition. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this going, this is like a 10... Time, what ten to the sixth? It's it's a magnitude of order of difference from my grandfather that came into Alaska in the early 1900s, the turn of the century, 
and yeah, it, it was, was placer mining back then. Um, you know, it was horse on the trail mm. from Tetlin. Yeah. And the tribe that was somewhat still nomadic and dependent and, and subsiding before the even the highway was in place. This is trail days. Mm. So we're talking in less than 100 years, a magnitude of order of change. And that, that's beyond most of our math, the machine power. These are the equivalent of 737s rolling on the roads without an FAA or the runway that's about three miles down the road. And they're going to be running those 737s without a control tower. That's the size and weight of these. Wow. Every so. day, every day, all day. Yeah. Hi, uh, this uh, sign, uh, should I de identify myself? If you want, it okay. doesn't matter. All right, Philip Marshall, uh, longtime Fairbanks resident, uh, and also out at Clary Summit, where we've been uh, living with uh, Fort Knox since uh, 1992. Um, we're just uh, really concerned about so much of the uh, uh, poor planning um, uh, by uh, the state and uh, Ken Ross uh, for the Mancho or Halls project. It's just so sad because there are other options to reduce the detrimental impacts. Um, and, of course, there is the, uh, the major option, which was proposed by Contango in 2018, uh, to have uh, a mill uh, on site at uh, Tetlin. Um, I can understand uh, the uh, tribe's reluctance for that. Um, Do you know what was the reluctance? Oh, sure. I, I'm sure it's a noise, light pollution. Pollution, um, and then uh, possible acid mine drainage uh, in the future, and then um, also uh, the effects of all that traffic on uh, game and fish and birds. Yeah. So instead of keeping it local, they want to spread that pollution out, it sounds like. Well, uh, <laughs> diplomatically, I, I wouldn't couch it in those terms. Well, that's what it sounds like to me, but uh, maybe that's not what you're going to say, but that's what I say. Because um, it's 250 miles. It, it is, and and that's one of the uh, critical factors: the transport. Um, I think the stinger in the tail in is that the ore from Mancho has a much higher uh, sulfide acidity, and uh, it's totally changing the nature of the heap leach and uh, tailings ponds uh, at Fort Knox, uh, and that has not been adequately addressed in the um, very substandard uh, just environmental uh, statements, environmental analyses. They're not impact statements. So um, we need to uh, s s delay, step back, and uh, readdress all of this following guidelines of the uh, National Environmental Protection Act, which hasn't been done uh, even with uh, Kinross in 92. The, the state signed off on it, and the only large gold mine in Alaska never had a federally approved uh, environmental impact statement. As um, uh, Randy Brown, in his uh, wonderful uh, commentary uh, to the newspapers, pointed out, uh, being a longtime fish and wildlife biologist.
So uh, there are just so many gaps in this whole procedure that it, it's just so ill-advised and illogical. And um, there's no good reason for fast-tracking all of this other than if you're a Kinross or Contango shareholder. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. So why are you out here today, and what do you think about being trespassed for, or the threat of being trespassed from the Carlson Center parking lot? Well, actually, I'm quite shocked that we were asked to not be on the property. We are nonviolent. We're very, we're basically quiet. We just have signs because this, to me, is an incredibly dangerous uh thing that they want to do. These trucks are dangerous. They're noisy. They they will pollute the air. They will, anybody riding a bike or walking or doing anything or driving a car is in danger, especially in the winter. And I just think it's outrageous that they want the community to accept this and they will not accept any protesting. Anybody doesn't want to accept that. This is our home. What happens to the values of our homes? What happens to our health, breathing, breathing all that toxic air. Anyway, I'm just horrified. And I'm pretty disappointed that Kinrose would not allow us to peacefully express ourselves. Thank you. You're welcome. People that were touching the vehicle and it potentially could have damaged it. So they're laying under it, so it's a safety thing. Um, so because they, they were laying under it? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Grabbing, pulling on some of the cables and stuff. So from that, there's a concern with it, and so they asked. You may have been concerned about safety of children being run over. I know, but you can't just damage property for the road. They didn't but damage property, sir. Okay, I got yeah. it, but um, that's fine. Yeah. But uh, so. I believe the, it was a protest. Okay, and, yeah. and you can protest on public property. This is this is actually managed, you know, and by the borough. And right. so if the borough says. Uh, we can. They can issue a trespass for, okay. for anybody, just so like who, in, in other properties. Who in the borough said that? Uh, that would be the director of Pub, uh, Parks and Recreation. The name? Uh, I forget his name. Yeah. So anyway, they the, they were asked to leave, and they voluntarily they left. Well, they, there was a, there was a threat of being arrested. So, yeah. 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 Someone, uh, one of the protesters was saying that they were told by police that Kim Ross was the one who asked to have them taken off the property. Do you know if that's accurate? Uh, I don't know the progression to it, but I know Ken Ross. I don't know if it was Ken Ross. I know the people who were controlling this uh, brought it up to the people running the event. The event was then brought up to the borough, and then the borough was the one that contacted us and said that they didn't want anybody that was causing that type of disruption removed. So they didn't want you know, the protesters to be disrupted. To the event, into the event. Yeah. If they want, if you want somebody removed, you, you don't have a right necessarily to protest on property. You can do it on. Aren't they talking there, about children's safety here, though? Well, because the police department, the fire department, yeah. and the school, well, are, youth, the school buses are out front, right. so it's a public event. It's youth and safety. we have citizens here talking about children's safety in regards to this okay. uh, project. Yeah. So that's entirely appropriate. I mean, you do follow the constitution, right, sir? Yeah. Well, okay. the, yeah. Well, yeah. You do follow state law that says that you have right over your property, right. which which and is what federal is and borough, state law. And this is borough property. Doesn't work that way. And that's being leased out. Doesn't work that way. Right. It's a challenging thing for law enforcement because trespassing is a civil issue, right? Can, can you say, not, a, not a criminal. Can you say what uh, what people were doing that required your presence here? 
So the concern from the property owners was that people were laying underneath the vehicle, touching the vehicle, and potentially there's a potential for it, a damage uh, of the vehicle. That would probably be for their side. But there was no damage so whatever to the vehicle. doesn't have to be. My understanding was that that was an artist who was showing what can happen to children okay. as, these, matter. I don't deal with as these vehicles okay. follow buses into Fairbanks. Okay. Before your presence was brought here, there were no laws being broken. Yes, there broken. were, because they were advised to leave and not By touch whom? the property. By whom? That's, well, don't get off underneath the vehicle. You don't get to touch. I can't come up and touch your vehicle. I can, it's called, there, there's a law against that. I have a picture of one of the ladies who was okay. doing that. She was not touching the it vehicle. It doesn't matter. She was doesn't, on the ground, It really doesn't sir. matter. If the property, the person that's in charge of the property mm -hmm. wants somebody to be removed, they have under state law you can do that okay that's that's all and our constitution says we have a right to protest okay. and to freedom of speech but not in certain places you have some and freedom right? to assembly you can't do it in an airport freedom of assembly so. you can't do it in an airport and you're supposed to protect yeah. and serve okay i'm okay there, there was a small club station saying that some people were getting arrested but i haven't talked to anyone here who actually said nobody's getting arrested yeah. no nobody got arrested. just the threat we just, of it. We just yes just the vigorous because, vigorous threat of it okay if somebody fails to comply with the lawful order of the officer, then they can, yes, be arrested. I certainly hope that you take into consideration our Constitution because threatening people and arresting them really isn't appropriate. Well, I mean, it there's, is. there's definitely better things that you could be doing, sir. Well, unfortunately, you're right because yeah. we have a lot of stuff, but we had to call here. So yeah, isn't because that, of this. Isn't yes. that unfortunate? Yeah. Right? Because we're here talking about children's safety. So you're with Ken Ross, sir? I am an independent contractor that's been hired by Ken Ross. Okay. And you were taking photographs of this event. What do you think about people here expressing concerns at a children's safety event, right, having to do with this mining project, and they were asked to leave by Ken Ross and by the borough? What do you think mm, about that? I don't have an opinion on that. No? No. No? Not as somebody who is a photojournalist? And, I mean, did you get I, to, some I, photos of that? I'm not a journalist. Okay. Oh, you're no. not? No. Oh, I'm an what is your position then? I'm a commercial photographer. Okay. So that's different. Oh, yeah. A okay. lot different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where are your photos going to be going? To Ken Ross. Okay, to Ken Ross. Yeah. And what are you taking photos of? I'm, I'm done. No, really. I, I'm yeah, curious yeah. about what you're taking photos of today. The, the safety event. Okay. And I saw their truck outside. Are you, are you taking possibly photos of uh, protesters here? No, not at all. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, unless, unless you're a protester. Uh, I'm with the media, actually. Oh, okay. I, I, I did take a picture of you standing here with your dog talking to the officer. Yeah, great. Yeah, I did the And that will go to, to Ken Ross. Why is, why is Ken Ross uh, collecting those kind of photos? Do you want me to delete them? I'd be happy to. Uh, you can do what you want with them. I'm no, on public no. property, right? Supposedly. Yeah, but those pictures can't be used against... if Okay. Commercially, those pictures can't be used if you're in them and you don't want them to be used. Uh-huh, sure. And, so I, uh, I'm just curious about why you're taking pictures of people here. For Ken Ross. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Why not? I'm friendly. Come on, dude. I'm very friendly. All right, I was just asking why he was taking pictures of people and where those photos are going. 
I noticed that you have a Kinross um, a lanyard here. Maybe you can answer that question. Did he take any photos of you? I certainly have a waiver. You can fill it out or yeah. not. No, that's Would you okay. Like I to was fill just, out our waiver? That's okay. I, I'm just curious why photos are being taken of, of people who are protesting here. Uh, we're taking pictures of the truck and the event for okay, marketing purposes. Okay, because he told me that I was... I was photographed with a police officer. It wasn't about the truck or the event. So either way, you yeah. guys are here at our event. We're here to document the event. Okay. So sure. we're not singling you out. Or Did you also document how the police were asking people to leave and at your request, at Ken Ross's request? This is not our property and we don't have trespass right. authority. Right. You don't. So it was not yet. at yet. It was not at our request. Uh -huh. The borough, Parks and Rec, are the one who make the decisions, and they're the ones who made that decision today. Okay. This is not our property. Do you we know exactly no who made that decision? Parks and Rec. Well, that's a department. Who? Okay. Who, um, well, who is a person? The female that I was just talking to, she's actually the manager of the borough, emergency management, and okay. her name is Nancy Durham. Okay. She's inside now. Okay, so you're denying that Ken, Ken Ross had anything to do with that? We have no authority. But you're denying that Ken Ross had any influence in that decision? Correct. Okay. This is not our property. Okay. And we have no authority of, of who comes onto the property, who gets asked to yeah. leave. It's, it's not, we don't because have Because the police officer just told me something a little different. Okay. Okay. What did the police officer tell you? <laughs> well, I have it recorded. So, okay. Yeah. This is not Ken Ross's truck. This is Black Gold's truck, uh -huh. and they are contracted. Then why are you Ken at Ross. this event? Because I am the community relations coordinator for Ken Ross. I'm okay. here to run this event. Okay. Excuse so me. you run this event. Okay. Give me just a second. Awesome. Well, the fact that the officer finally shared with us that it was Ken Ross that had requested us to be trespassed directly contradicts what Ken Ross has said again and again that it's a good neighbor. A good neighbor in a democracy allows for freedom of speech and freedom of expression even when those opinions are contrary to their best interests. So Ken Ross has demonstrated a fascist mentality here, not a democratic mentality. They have demonstrated that they are not a good neighbor and they show no regard for the safety of the people of Alaska. These people have, have rented it from the people who are leasing this from the borough. This, this uh, trucking company, according to the police officer, has gotten a probably paid some money, I'm not sure, to park the truck there. Okay. But the borough ultimately owns the property, but they've leased it out, and the people who have the lease are in control of what happens on the property. Okay. So this is the public's property that's being leased out for a short while to a private entity. It's been leased and they, out for years. Okay. Okay, for years. And now, uh, because we have a protest... We're being trespassed away from this place. And that's being done by the people who are leasing the property from the borough. Right. And that's an issue. That, that should have been, been settled. Things like that should have been settled in the lease. The borough's lease to the, to the person who are, are the, the leasees to allow, to allow demonstrations. On right, the because they're talking about children's safety at this event. So that's, that's a pretty public event, right? Yeah. It's meant to be. I mean, yeah. there's right. fire trucks in the front and they're talking about safety and yes. the VPSOs and yep. et cetera. Yes. 
and, and the we're, not, we're not interfering with this with that program right. but but Ken Ross and this Black Gold has attached themselves to this to try to sell the idea that their operation is going to be safe. And I completely disagree with that. Right. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, this truck doesn't even have bumpers on it. What's going to happen when it hits a car? That car is going to go right underneath the truck. I think that's worked into their, their business plan as, as, as injuries, accidents, deaths. Right. You know, which I, I believe is going to happen. I mean, I, of course it'll happen. You know, I mean, I've driven, I've driven the roads in Alaska for about 60 years or more. And you get behind one of these big trucks where it was a big issue with the state vehicles, the, the, the snow removal stuff with great big clouds of snow behind them right. and people running into the back end of the snow removal equipment. In fact, I talked to the borough, not the borough, but the state of Alaska, Department of Transportation, about adding a lot of extra lights to their vehicles. And they've done that finally, right. finally. Yeah, the strobe lights. Well, they, yeah. yeah, colored lights. I mean, they had very poor lighting in the back. back. My name is Don Kelly, and I'm lifelong Fairbankson. Awesome. I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned about safety in this community. I used to be a paramedic firefighter for the city of Fairbanks, and I'm also an engineer. So I have a lot of different perspectives on what's happening, especially with this trucking project, if you want to call it that. What do you think about being trespassed from uh, the Crossland Center parking lot? First of all, I think it's outrageous because this is public property. I don't care who. Um, you know, it's really coming from Kinross. It's got to be yeah. because they don't want protesters educating the public about what their plan is. And the plan will be devastating. Today's event is about children's safety, right? Oh, my gosh. I, how dare they bring that truck in here and for Children's Safety Day? How dare they? Really? That is going to be incredibly dangerous on our roads. And how many school bus stops are they going to have to pass through? It's yeah, it's quite a few. It's 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 ridiculous. So, um, but I have come out to the sidewalk as we were asked to do, and because I think that not enough people know about this, and there has to be, we have to educate the public now. Right. So thank you, thank you. Y'all would be trying to get rid of people here who are talking about safety, right? Because we're a community and, you know, we need this discussion. What's your dog's name? His name's Cooper, and I'd rather you not focus on him oh, okay. and maybe talk to me about that. Since you do work for the borough, sir, and you're part of emergency operations, right? So you're here for safety, and we have here people that are talking about safety. I'm with the press, by the way. So if you could answer my question, I'd appreciate that. I um, uh, need to speak with my supervisor. Okay. So I'm going to walk back to my booth. Okay. Thanks. Could I get your name, sir? Could I get your name? No. Okay. I mean, it's it's okay. I'm, I'm not your enemy. I'm just part of the community trying to get some answers, you know, about why people are being trespassed from a community event. You know what I mean? Uh, Carolyn Leonard. I'm a retired teacher and dog lover. You brought your dog. <laughs> He's a little overstimulated at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm just here for the safety of the kids. It's a kid safety day, and this is not going to be safe for kids standing at bus stops when I understand how many of these trucks are going to be driving on the main roads. Um, the roads are hazardous enough with 
what I've noticed, uh, how global warming has brought a lot of ice to Fairbanks that wasn't here when I first moved here in 78. And uh, I'm leaving in winters now because I can't afford to slip on the ice myself at my age. And uh, I always liked win- winters in Fairbanks because ice was not a factor. It was just cold enough that uh, the ice was never slippery, but it's slippery now. So, Yeah, we even had an ice storm a couple of years ago in oh. winter. Yeah, I've seen rain in the winter that I've never seen before. So, you know, those changes are coming and anything we can do to... Uh, we don't have to add uh, any pollutants to the environment. And I don't know, you know, if it were for a good cause, I don't know what the gold is going for other than jewelry is my understanding. And that's not a good cause. We need to worry about uh, our kids' future. So. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, I came out today to see how actually big these trucks are in person. And I support advocates for safe Alaska highways. My kids grew up in Toke and waited for the school bus along the Alaska Highway, two-lane road. I can't imagine the amount of trucks that they're going to have on the highway going by the children on the school bus routes. That's an accident waiting to happen with the buses. And the hall has acid uh, and sulfates in it. That's going to be spread along the route as well. They have covers on the trucks, but the wind's going to blow it out of the truck. That's not going to help. And if there's an accident, it'll be devastating. I am totally against the ore haul. I'm not against mining. I'm happy for the people in Tetlin to have the influx of money. And uh, they need to put a mill down there or put the railroad in, do something else besides put these trucks on the highway and risk the lives of our elders, family, friends who depend on that road to get to Fairbanks for their services. Thank you. Thank you. So one thing that's come up for... I'm, I'm not one of your constituents. I'm out in Goldstream. But I understand that Fort Knox now has the land for a breakdown yard in Fox. Yeah, they do. So now we've got a, not North Pole like a lot of people thought it was going to be. But so now we've got trucks decelerating, breaking down, accelerating out of there in a valley that's yay wide with hills on all sides of it, which will now put us in the non-attainment area and fill the valley with with extra pollutants out there. So that's that's one of my main concerns that have just come up. Yeah, I, I just talked to the guy with the black hat. He I said about just over a mile out of, um, off the way station to the right-hand side. Yeah, They're building going, a pad out there right there. now. Yeah, yeah. And then he said that that's only gonna be utilized briefly because they're building that other road out the backside. So it's not, they're not gonna use the, uh, the rest of Steve's. Off the backside, what do you mean? Off the backside of that, that, uh, that, uh, the pad that they're building at, at 1.5 mile. Okay. Okay. What about the acid that is arriving with the ore that will be going into our um, ecosystem that we haven't had before? And they're not, they're not building the plant down there because I, it, I think that they're not building the plant down there or the processing down there because of the permitting that would be required and the difficulties they would have. I mean, it's a very high cost to build a plant, but on the other hand, the question of permitting comes up in my mind of 
they're not having to go through the same level of permitting because they're they're using Kinross in Fairbanks at Fort Knox instead of having to go through the full permitting down there. And I think per, that that possibly has to do with the acid content. And so I'm wondering if you have any information that you would be able to share on that or thoughts. I don't know. Um, I could look into it, though. I we can get that information. That's probably public. Uh, the acid is public. It's yeah. just not being distributed because it's not so real you, positive. So Ken Ross is a, is a um, they're part of this group. I mean, isn't anybody here from there from that? Um, I don't know. I don't know, well, but I know that Fort Knox has already got its permits. So if they use Fort Knox, they don't have to go through the permitting product project. And I think that that's a concern. Yeah, that's a question for Ken Ross. Since they're sponsors of this event, I would ask. I mean, I'm sure there's got to be somebody yeah, from there. Gentleman right over here. He is a Ken Ross representative. Can, is he from Ken Ross or is he from Black Gold? I thought he was from. Oh, he is. We were from Kinross. The fellow with the vest. Well, go. Would you go and invite him over, please? Yeah. Can I have a question? Um, They say it's supposed to go for five years. Um, Contango or is a partner of Kinross, and bordering the Tetlin property on the Tote Cutoff, they own 137,000 acres of 100% owned mining claims clear up to Urick Creek and the Alaska Highway. When they're done with the Monchow Mine, are they going to step across the Toke Cutoff and start mining that area and Explore Hall will go on for eons like Fort Knox did? The Bay Pipeline was only supposed to last for 20 years and it's been there for 50. I I imagine it's going to be shorter too. it's, it's, It's much of a long, it's a longer project than folks are saying. Judy? Yes. I asked Patrick to come over and he said that he wouldn't come over as long as the camera was here. <laughs> okay? He walked away from me. Yeah. I asked him a couple questions. He well, walked anyhow, away. That's what he said. So I said, <laughs> well, okay, thank, thank you. Well, thank you for you. reporting that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. But as it proceeds, it's still likely to keep in mind commercial versus industrial. Okay. I think it's a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. So, so I, I'll have to put this in your face. As a, oh, yeah, that's fine. So I'm Mike Prox. I represent uh, District 33, the North Pole Badger Road area okay. in the state legislature. And my perspective is I've looked at the regulations, talked to DOT, mm-hmm. Ken Ross and Black Gold have talked to DOT, and they are following the rules and regulations. So from the law's perspective, it's just another truck on the road and it meets all the requirements so there is no reason to stop this but it's not From entirely the, true though because there are bridges as we we're saying that well, do yeah, not meet and, that will not uh, permit these kind of loads without um as you said reducing the life of the bridge the useful life of the bridge which means at some point there'll be a potential catastrophic failure that well, could and it's a public safety issue and, obviously and, yes to a point to extend on that point Yes, at some point, I don't know what it is, somebody figured that out, made the guess. At some point, yes, everything collapses. 
and then and that's what you want to avoid is having you know just say let's let's make money until we cause some great big damage to these communities and then we'll just leave anyway and we'll still have our money and they get to deal with the rest of it right that's kind of how it goes i don't think that is uh completely accurate characterization i get it and yes they are trying to make money but the the state has to go out and uh, inspect bridges, and all of that gets figured in. It isn't just inspect it once, approve it for 20 years down the road. They have to inspect the condition of the bridges. And there's... Uh, Does that actually there's... happen based on the staffing at DOT and their workloads? And now they're going to have to be repairing roads a lot more, and how much, where the state funds are going to be allocated for all of the statewide maintenance? I mean, you think that's actually going to be happening, that they're going to keep up on bridge uh, is, is it inspections? To, is it going to be perfect? Well, I don't know. That remains to be seen. The They are doing that. Um, Every 20 years? No, 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 no. I, I, I won't. I don't know the exact schedule, but they have a bridge inspection schedule, and they do follow that. Because um, that's a big deal when a ridge falls in. But they do that, and does that always work? No. And nothing always works perfect forever. And yes, those things happen, and all of these regulations are put in place because things have happened. And many times they are also tailored to the industry desires. In this state, there are plenty of loopholes. Uh, have, that the industries find to work their way around. So, and, you know, also do you factor in all the hundreds of small earthquakes that we have? And granted, all our bridges are built to earthquake standards, but that also reduces the life of a bridge. And then you start putting these huge weights rumbling over the top of them. And you're, it's, it's a real big gamble. And the more you stress the bridge, the quicker it's going to fail. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so it's, uh, yeah, and who you're gambling with here? You're gambling with the lives of the public. Yeah, I came out here because people are going to die with these trucks. And we were just on that road a few weeks ago and it, behind a side dump truck, a normal sized uh, truck. And people were passing in double line zones where you're not supposed to pass because they got impatient with the truck going slowly up hills. Well, this thing is along as three city buses. It's going to take, a, uh, you know, nobody's going to have the patience to wait behind that truck if it slows down. So we're going to have to have four lanes, two going each way so that, that uh, people can pass that truck. Who's going to pay for that? People are going to die in the meantime. Kids are going to die. Uh, people are going to die, and they're going to be outraged when they find out about this. But they're not listening. When they see those trucks going by every seven and a half minutes, one way or the other, they're going to be outraged and wonder, what, how the hell did this happen? But they're not paying attention right now, and it's really scary. What does your sign say, by the way? It says, no killer trucks.